time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstock 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Well, good morning. You're in the shop with the Auto Guys. I'm Steve from the Panacea here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. And this morning we're going to talk about some cold weather things we do this every year but we're gonna we're gonna remind folks out there to get prepared and things to look out for and and the the mice are back the rodents are back new strategies from the mice so beware yeah new (laughs) strategies that's good yeah and as always taking your calls 676 kgmi if you have a have a question or comment about our show this morning let us know and uh we will do our best to to give you some answers also going to talk about What's the baffling to me choice, Motor Trend's choice for truck of the year. So um, stay tuned for that, and and, uh, we'll inform you. But we have a caller already on the line. Two. Two. Sherry. We've got Sherry first. Hi, Sherry. Yes, I'm I'm an early bird here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I I wanted to talk to you guys because uh, I had a situation that happened last night with my car, and um, I went out and tried to start it and it wouldn't start and so um the last time i had started my car it just started right up you know so anyway i thought well when that happened um there, there i could still hear the you know uh the sound on the instrument panel i mean it was still you know and and the the, the idiot lights i guess they call them they were they were still on so i thought well if it's gone dead you know, the, the battery's gone dead. Then I don't think it's been too long because I would have the battery gone dead completely. I wouldn't have anything lit what, up. What, at are you, what are you driving, Sherry? What kind of a car is it? I, I have a 2003 Toyota Solera. Okay. And... I love that car. <laughs> I, I just love that car. But anyway, make a long story short, I bought a battery about a year ago, and it said it was had a year warranty on it. Okay, so I'm thinking the battery. But then what I did is I called one of the auto parts store here last night to get a a second opinion. And he told me it could be the starter. So that's why I'm calling you guys, because I'm wondering if there's any way, you know, I could possibly decipher which it could possibly be. I do have a a girl's coming over today and she's got this, uh, this apparatus where um, she's got put, she's going to put it on my battery and it it has like jumper cables. Yeah, It's a little jump box. But it starts up, and she's going to do that, and that's at one o'clock. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, could it, could it be the starter and not the battery? Yeah. So you know, on so when you go to hit it, not you don't hear the starter turning over. You just hear nothing but the lights are on. Yeah, nothing okay. but the lights are on. Yeah. So you know, the the very first thing to do is if you have a voltmeter, is stick a voltmeter on that battery, and and that will tell you whether the battery is is got a charge in it or not. It doesn't tell you whether it's got the capacity to start the car, but it will tell you if it's if it's got a charge. Um, do you or one of your neighbors have a voltmeter? No, but my plan was because I told the gentleman last night at the auto store. I said I'm, I was thinking along until he mentioned the starter. I was thinking it was a dead battery, 
And I told him as soon as I get that charged up, I'll come right to your store, you know, and he would, he, you know, so that he could see how much, um, you know, how much juice is left on the battery. But, but I guess I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out do some detective work to try to figure out, could it be the starter? Would, yeah. would, would that, would that happen with the starter too? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and it's like this uh, particular starter and these Toyotas have what, what we call the, uh, the contact style of solenoid where there's like a plunger when you turn your key on a magnetic field pulls this plunger in and it makes contact before between these two kind of large copper contacts and every time that happens a certain a little bit of wear happens on those contacts and we'll see often toyotas or any any car that uses this type of starter um, oftentimes we'll see that the contacts are are worn out in that starter and a lot of times you can just replace just the contacts and and not have to buy a whole starter but and to me, the, the way that we would kind of test that is I would have a person get into the car. First of all, I'd see if I have battery voltage. If I do, I'd have a person get in the car, turn the key to the start position, and I would mm-hmm. take a, like a long screwdriver handle or something and give a little tap-tap on the starter. And oftentimes, if it is the starter, that will make it go. So, um, okay. but, it, and okay. also if the contacts are failing, especially if this is the first time, oftentimes if you just try it a bunch of times on to crank, on to crank, on to crank, it, it may just randomly go for you. And then you'll, you'll know, Hey, I, I got to get something done with this starter. So what are your thoughts? Well, Brian? Um, yeah, I did that last night. I, I mean, I did try cranking it over like three or four times. And then I thought, well, I don't want to flood it or anything. But but every time the lights would go on, and then of course you hear the the, the ding, you know, on the bell and everything, and and it would it would do that, but it just wouldn't turn over. So I'm thinking that maybe, um, you know, maybe I could bring it by you guys and have you take a look at it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can give one of us a call on Monday. One thing you might try as well is uh, turn the key on, put your foot on the brake, move the shifter down to neutral and try to start it mm-hmm. in neutral. We do see occasionally, and Toyota's had technical service bulletins over the years about <clears throat> problems with the, the park neutral switch, which only allows the engine to crank when you're in park or neutral. So sometimes just moving that shift lead over to neutral and then moving back to park, but you can start it in either one to, to give it a try in those positions. It could be a starter problem, could be ignition switch problem, could be an anti-theft problem. Um, uh-huh. So there, there's okay, a lot of different things. It, it, it could be. I wouldn't be jumping to a starter as for the battery mm-hmm. so frequently you can turn the key on your headlights work great your radio works the dash lights come on everything is good because none of those take very much power to operate even the headlights are minimal power compared to the starter yeah, you're talking like a 15 amp requirement at that point yeah and then once it goes to to crank the engine it, it takes a lot more power to do that and it might not even be it, it'll power everything except the starter so First thing to do is, uh, is like Steve said, get that voltage checked and see how much, how much energy is in that battery. Okay, um, right. I have one last question. What's your thoughts on these? I've seen them advertised on TV. They're they're like, um, you know, they, they they they're not jumper cables, but you put them on the battery and it's supposed to charge a battery and you know start the car without jumper cables. Have, yeah, have you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, have you a, had good luck with those things? Yeah, yeah, it's a little jump box. And they actually, okay. they actually, I, I think everybody should have one of those in their car. They don't take up much space. If you mm-hmm. just have a dead battery, they will oftentimes 
get you going. Yeah, part, you of your, a- part of your safety, your emergency kit. And we've recommended those for, for years here on the show. They have them down at, at Napa, Bellingham Auto Parts. Um, they've got them at Costco. Yeah. It, it should be mm-hmm. part of your safety kit. It's like a giant cell phone battery that has enough instant power to boost the car, but not long-lasting power like that. You can also charge uh-huh. your cell phone off them in an emergency as yeah. well, which is where my kids all went to, or backup cell phone chargers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good to know. Now, where, which store do you work in? Well, well, Dr. John's Auto Clinic is, is mine. Steve is at the Panacea Auto Repair. Kirk at Angler Automotive and uh, Dan at Bellingham Automotive. Any one of us can take a look at that. Okay. Yeah, I really love this show. It's so informative and just good, good to have. I thought, I'm, I'm going to wait till 9 o'clock, and I'm going to call these guys and see what their opinion of this is. So thank you so much for your help. All right. Good luck with that. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. And do we have time for another caller? We're going to, uh, we'll take a break and then we'll get to our next callers. You're in the shop with the Auto Guys. We'll be right back. At Kendall Subaru of Marysville, we know that winter weather can surprise us with wet and sometimes adventurous driving conditions. It's no surprise that an all-wheel drive Subaru is ready for whatever Mother Nature throws our way. With the Subaru Share the Love event on now, you can get a great deal on a new all-wheel drive Subaru and lend a hand to a charity at the same time. With each new Subaru sold or leased, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of five national and hometown charities like the Tulalip Foundation, Make-A-Wish, ASPCA, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. At Kendall, we're always looking for ways to give back to our community and share the love locally. For each new Subaru sold or leased, Kendall will also make an additional $50 donation to support the Tulalip Foundation. Stop by Kendall Subaru of Marysville during the Subaru Share the Love event. Or get started at KendallSubaruMarysville.com. Kendall. Let's start something great. Offer valid November 17th, 2022 to January 3rd, 2023. See dealer for full details. For quality done right, call Honkoop Gravel. They use state-of-the-art technology to get your job done in a timely, accurate, and economical way. For projects as small as refreshing the driveway and as large as a multi-million dollar builder-ready plat development. Their services include multi-unit site preparation, fire line installation, drainage systems, house foundations, and more. They'll do custom projects too, turning your dream idea into a reality. If you need site work, you need the team at Honkoop Gravel in Linden or at honkoop.com. Generosity pays, and West Edge Credit Union wants to encourage a little generosity. Now through the end of the year, receive an extra quarter point discount off your interest rate on any car, truck, or motorcycle loan from West Edge, and no payments for 90 days when you donate $25 to a local charity. Now that's a win-win. Offer valid through December 31st on approved credit. See West Edge for details. West Edge Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, on the corner of James and Alabama. Online at westedgecu.org. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Why didn't you just call Biobug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? Biobug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, Biobug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit Biobug.com. Biobug Pest Management. Service you trust, experience you expect. 
KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment, from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG 1170.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You're in the shop with the Auto Guys. I'm Steve from the Panacea here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Taking your calls. We have a few lined up, which is great. I did want to say uh, just something hit me Um Yesterday, I was working on a car, and, um, you know, one of the things that we've seen kind of an uptick in in this really cold weather is is window regulators um, because people try to put their windows down when the window's frozen to the glass. And uh, I was working on a uh, Pontiac G6 convertible, um, hardtop convertible, but convertible nonetheless. And uh, we had it parked out back in my, in my bullpen area, and... Uh, those things, and not a lot of the modern convertibles do this now. You pull the door handle to open the door, and the window drops a quarter inch, half inch, so that it doesn't snag on the top. And I, not really thinking about it, I did this on this one, and it went down. It went down a little bit, and I and it worked. It didn't do anything, but I thought, wow, that's a danger in really iced up windows. That's a good way to to pop your window regulator, or you know, break it off of the glass type of a thing. So. I don't know. I, t- I mentioned this to the guy that owned the car, and he goes, "Oh, now I'm worried." That's <laughs> a park parking out in my garage. So anyway, just a tip out there: if you have one of those things, um, you know, before you go to open the door, you might want to, you know, scrape that ice off of the side window. Make sure that the the seal on the bottom of it is not frozen to the glass, because um, that could be a, a an expensive door opening. And if you stick around past these collars, you'll get a couple tips on how to keep those from sticking. Yes. Yes. And uh, so we do have John on the line right now. Hey, John. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you? Uh, I've got an old, or my son has an old one Prius. And he uh, he drives that thing to Burlington five days a week. It's been, it's been such a, <laughs> I, I've been bragging how good it is. Oh, they're good cars. Last week, uh, the light came on, and uh, he finally got it into a shop down there. And uh, they tell him it's a brake controller. Okay. And uh, have you ever have you ever run across that with a? So so when they say brake controller, um, are we talking like and, like and, more than a thousand dollar computerized component, or are they talking about a yeah, uh, a, yeah brake they pedal, are. a brake pedal position sensor? They said it was five hundred. Well, he found one online, but now he's wondering if it's worth fixing for that much money. So, uh, so the one it, online he got it was over a hundred. I think he just paid a hundred bucks for it online. So on, on, he hasn't on, bought it. So. Right on those Priuses, I you know without knowing the specific component. So when you say brake controller, it kind of opens up this you know spectrum of of parts that you could be talking about. When you say that to me, I start thinking we've had some Priuses that come in with a, a brake pedal position sensor or a brake force sensor. 
because of the hybrid system on there, when you apply the brakes, the, the first thing that vehicle does is, is goes into a regen mode to utilize the, the car's movement and turn that back into energy to charge the battery. And there's an electronic sensor that's involved with making that happen. And we have seen those fail and have replaced them, but they're not thousands of dollars. 500 might be more realistic. Um, yeah, yeah, they told them it would be 500 bucks okay. to install it. Okay, so this is this is probably more related. $500 labor to install it or parts and labor to replace it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh well, so anyway... Uh, I will Probably. tell you. I will tell you. I've run into one of these on a on a Highlander hybrid, where we had to replace the brake controller, which is basically the the hydraulic unit that's got all the solenoids in it, and then also has the ABS computer. Um, and and it was it was well over a thousand dollars for the part, and then and it was quite a bit of labor to install it, and then the bleed procedure on those things is about an hour's worth of time and a gallon worth of fluid. That's what they said. They had to bleed the whole system uh, with this yeah. thing. So, so it's going to be more along the lines of what, what Steve is talking about. Because when that happened, the brakes, there's no brakes anymore. Yeah, and the other thing to, to keep in mind, it sounds like he's shopping online, and, and you tell me $100, that's got to be a used one. Um, and you need to be really careful with used brake parts that are involved in the hydraulic portion of the brakes because brake fluid by its nature attracts moisture to itself. And, you know, if that thing's been sitting on the shelf of some recycler or somebody's garage for, you know, who knows how long, yeah, um, yeah. You, you could you could be buying a bad part. Um, and so you just need to be really careful on, on uh, used hydraulic parts for brakes. I think it's time to look for another one, I think. <laughs> yeah. And one, thing, one way to look at that, there are incredibly reliable cars. The Priuses have been, been amazing. Um, we go back to when we started doing the show talking about the Prius and – kind of some of the unknowns 20 years ago on where they would be today. And the Prius is probably in in the the top few, if not the top most reliable car that we've yeah, seen coming yeah. through our shops, um, which is pretty amazing. You look at that 2001 Prius, not worth a lot of money. But if, if you have to put a couple thousand dollars in it and you use it for a couple more years, that's cheap transportation. Yeah. So if he likes the car, it works for him. It's economical. Um to have to put a couple thousand dollars into a decent car to keep using it for a couple of years isn't a lot of money. We see people yeah. that spend $15,000 on a used car, and they need a few thousand dollars in repairs to bring them up to where they should be. Um, so, well, cost of transportation. Hey, thanks for the information, and uh, we're going to have to weigh the weigh what's... Well, I don't know what we're going to do, so... <laughs> well, Good luck with that, John. Thanks for calling. And yeah, like Brian said, a great car, probably worth investing that into. But uh, yeah, I I have found that when people once they kind of get the sticker shock and then they lose trust, no yeah, matter how right. great how great the car is, they're just it, it's just not the car for them anymore. And so that's something to weigh as well. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for the call, John. Okay, thank you. All righty. And we've got uh, probably just a little bit of time before the break. We'll see what we can do with Karen here. Hi, Karen. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Um, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm not sure. I kind of have a twofold uh, situation here. I've got a 97 Jeep Cherokee Sport. Uh, she's just under 150,000 miles. And I know a vehicle that old is going to have its little idiosyncrasies. Um, uh, my instrument panel, for example, sometimes uh, will just freeze up. None of the gauges will move until the car is uh, warmed up a bit, and then everything is fine. 
And so I kind of let that slide. But yesterday, as I was driving my vehicle, had the radio on. Of course, I was listening to KGMI. And when I flipped on my headlights, the radio went off. And, and or if I do it the opposite way, if I have the, um, the headlights on and turn on the radio, the radio goes off, and, or the heater. If I turn anything else on, something goes off. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of things could be happening. One, you know, if you have a if if you have an alternator that's just be, maybe not quite up to snuff and maybe it's charging a little bit, but it's not putting out what it should. Um, the more loads that you have on that system, the more likely you are to, to lose other stuff. So that's that's a possibility to to, okay. to, to see if the charging system is working. OK, this vintage of of Chrysler's <laughs> Jeeps. Um, they did have some issues with clusters um, where, you know, they can pull the, the systems, the, the, the different modules on there all talk to each other, and they can pull systems down if there's a, if there's a problem in one or the other. Um, one of the things I found, I, we used to get, like, uh, Dodge Caravans in that wouldn't start, and, uh, and then you'd notice that the, the, the dash wasn't reading right or where the odometer is at is giving you a weird message. Um, and a, right, a little, right. a little, uh, yeah, what we call road vibration simulation test, like uh, a sharp rap on the top of the dash, all of a sudden brings things back again. Then, yeah. then you know, you probably have a problem with that cluster. Huh. Okay. So when I bring it in, what am I having them look at the cl- the alternator? Well, the first thing I would probably do on that is is you know with it running, check and see if it is indeed charging, and we would do a test to see what the actual uh, alternator amperage output and stuff is. But if you put a voltmeter on there and it reads, you know, 14.2 volts and then you turn the headlights on and you turn the radio on and you turn the rear window defogger on and all of a sudden that drops down to 12.3, 11.7, something like that, then you've got an alternator that's just not keeping up. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and okay. That, that age, corrosion-related issues, sure. you know, you could have a, a connector somewhere that's got a bunch of green corrosion growth on it and then it, okay. it flows enough power through the wires to ground problems to, to power a couple things, but you start drawing more current, more power from the charging system, the the fuse box through a bad connector, corroded connector. It just can't supply that much power through it, and things start dropping out because of low voltage. The voltage there maybe at the battery and the alternator, but it can't get there through the wiring system. It's kind of mm-hmm. you need to rely on the expertise of the individual that's working out on what direction to go to diagnose it. We utilize okay. a, 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 it, it's a information database um, identifix that we subscribe to that a lot of times there's so many of those Jeeps out there. Usually other people have had this problem. Yeah. And it can sometimes give us a direction to go with some ideas of where the problem might be. It's kind of a shortcut tool that can save you and us a lot of time and money in solving a problem like that. So you want a shop that's technically competent and has all the right tools to solve it. Okay. Okay, good enough. All right, thanks for the call, Karen. Good luck with that. We're going to take another break. You're in the shop with the auto guys. We'll be right back. Tis the season to save during DeWard and Bodie's annual year-end savings event on now. And this weekend, they're launching a three-day sale just in time for the holidays. Friday through Sunday, purchase qualifying in-stock appliances, barbecues, and mattresses, and DeWard and Bodie will install before Christmas. Now is the time to get end-of-season savings on closeout appliances, floor models, one-onlys, and slightly blemished appliances. Score year-end deals on a huge selection of laundry sets, refrigerators, wall ovens, cooktops, ranges, and so much more. Plus, mattresses, adjust 
adjustable bases, boxes, pillows, and sheets. Purchase by Sunday for your last chance to get guaranteed installation before Christmas on select in-stock products while availability lasts. Keep your holiday cash and pay no money down in no interest for up to 18 months on qualifying appliances and up to 72 months on qualifying mattresses. Shop in conflict to Warden Bodie's 30-day local price match guarantee on qualifying in-stock items. Don't miss the year-end savings three-day sale at DeWard and Bodie in Bellingham and Burlington. Financing OEC qualifications apply. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals and groups giving back to our community. Dedicated to service wants to wish a heartfelt thank you to all our first responders this holiday season. We respect and appreciate all you do for our communities. This message brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, your newest fine jewelry store. Explore their premium GIA certified selection of diamonds, Rolex watches, and luxury jewelry. On Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107. Follow the bright light. This is Russ at Linden Manor Assisted Living. While the world has changed, the needs of our seniors have not. At Linden Manor, we offer independent and assisted living, as well as memory care. It's your private apartment. You don't live at our work, we work in your home. We have 24-hour nursing staff, weekly housekeeping, three daily meals, on-site beauty salon, and activities to keep both mind and body young. Find value in community living. Visit our website at lindenmanor.com or call Janet for more information. Bringing the world to Whatcom County and Northwest Washington. The People's Republic of China. They're launching the first pieces of their own space station. The John Batchelor Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 10. They're going to use what they learn in, in constructing this station and having people live on it to plan their uh, manned interplanetary shift and to do it as quickly as possible. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot is wrapping up. CBS's Catherine Herridge on what happens now. There are new reports the House January 6th Committee is preparing to recommend criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. The select panel is meeting publicly for the last time Monday. Elon Musk suspended several journalists' Twitter accounts two days ago. Now, after a Twitter poll, he's decided to let them back on. Our Mara Rubin with more. He suspended the accounts earlier this week after he accused a journalist of endangering his family by sharing his location in real time. He posted the Twitter poll last night and shortly after midnight reinstated the accounts. Starbucks workers across the country are on strike as they continue their efforts to unionize. All the workers that are out here were scheduled to work through this weekend and we're deciding we're not going into work. More than a thousand baristas at 100 stores are taking part in the second major strike in a month. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back here in the shop with the auto guys. I'm Steve from the Panacea here with Brian from Dr. John's and lots and lots of callers, which we love. So um, we're just going to dive right back into some callers. We have Al on the line next. Hey, Al. Hey, how you doing? Good. What can we do for you? 
Well, I have a 73 Dodge Challenger 340 that had the engine rebuilt a few years ago, hardly any miles on the rebuild. It was originally air-conditioned, but I had them take the air conditioner off. And uh, now, I think that even before the rebuild, but whenever it's cold out or damp, uh, the windows fog up. The, the rear window and the windshield fog are really bad. And uh, uh, even the, the froster in the front won't won't do much. Mm-hmm. Um there's no moisture in it. The car is garage. So, what do you guys think? Do you feel like you get good airflow out of your out of your defrost vents? No. Okay. And like, so it if is, you... it's a it's a new it's a new heater core. I did have a leak, you know, a couple of years ago. It's a new heater core. There's no more leaks. Yeah. So, I when you have it in defrost mode, um, is it blowing only out the defrost, or is it leaking down to the floor, out the vents at all? Uh, I haven't really checked. Uh, it's it's coming out of the de- defrost, but not very much. Yeah, so I, I guess what I'm getting at is, is one, is the fan spinning at as high speed as it should. Um, two, you know, old old cars like that. I mean, I've got an old 68 Barracuda that I've had the heater box out of because I got mice into it. But, right. you know, there's, there's like uh, foam seals and things on the doors in there that are directing the airflow. And, you know, right. if that stuff has gotten rotten or flaked off or whatever, you know, you might it might be a lot of the air that should be going up to the defrost vents may be leaking out elsewhere. Um, okay. So kinda, now, the foam, these foam seals are where? Well, they're, they're all under the dash in the heater box setup. So, like, when you move, oh, the, when you move the lever that, or, or dial or whatever it is that changes it from defrost to floor or whatever— that is moving. Right. That's moving a door or series of doors in that heater box setup, that is closing and then directing airflow to the places it wants to go. And right. and if you've got you know leaks internal in there, it could be that you're not getting full flow up to there. Um, okay. I don't know if Brian has any ideas on this or you not. You know, it it's tough. And for those listening, the air conditioning system in a car when it gets cold out it's activated when you put your car in defrost which dehumidifies the air and and that's what helps clear those windows quicker i i when i talk to people in this situation i start talking about some preventative things like uh, using a a damp rid which is a brand name product they're just little absorbent pellets that uh, pull moisture out so that when you park that car and it's going to be stored for a day week month or whatever um, they have these pellets and a little water collecting tray that it'll like you put your rv exactly RV boat okay. closet um, to to keep the moisture from building up in there. That's number okay. one. And, what, and then you just would just put that on the floor while you're having it in storage yeah. or in yeah. the garage. Yeah, absolutely, and like it's just what, like what, what is that called? What is that called? Damp rid. D A M P R I D. You can get it at any okay. RV place or RV section of any auto parts store. Probably. Yeah, you know they got a Lowe's. You know, hardware sales. Yeah. So they got the stuff's okay. everywhere, and and it's common. That's not going to be perfect. The second thing is, you can get something that plugs into the the, the cigarette lighter <laughs> in that car, right. the accessory power outlet, <laughs> um, with with a right. little fan and a little heating element that can blow out. They actually make like we were talking about those jump starters. They make these little heater things that use lithium ion batteries um, that okay. that provide some additional heat that you can put up there. So something to get at it without replacing the air conditioning, unless you're going to, like, restore that and make it a show car and, and you want that in there as, as part of it. I mean, there's people that can do that and put AC back into it, which will help as well, but it might be, right. it might be yeah. a few thousand dollars, too. Right, <laughs> right. 
Okay, well, that helps. I'll give a couple of those things a try. All right. Otherwise, I'll just I'll just only drive it on nice days. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Al. Thank you. All Bye-bye. right. Hey, before we before we uh, get into the next call, I just I did wanna I did wanna kind of get on my soapbox here just a little bit and uh, <laughs> and vent over the this this thing about the so the Ford F one fifty Lightning won the Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Is that for the name? Because Lightning is a pretty cool name for the electric truck. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I guess. But it's to me, it's it's a little bit baffling, and even from Motor Trend's own reviews of this truck, that it. So first of all, you know they got best selling truck with a to- sales totaling two thousand and sixty two best selling electric truck with sales totaling two th- just over two thousand. Um, and then since the truck was introduced in May, they've they've sold thirteen thousand two hundred and fifty. But th- to me, a truck is used for hauling stuff, right? And this thing has a a range of you know two hundred and thirty to three hundred miles, d- depending on which. As long as you don't have a passenger in it. Yeah, depending on which th- which you know uh, battery package you have in it, but um, the, a real world test. A couple that I read, they got they have they're an all electric family. They also have one of those Rivian trucks, but uh, they learned rather quickly when they put their trailer on there that they could only go about 150 miles on a charge, give or take, um, and that's you know probably on flat. I don't know what you get going across Highway 20. Um, and then, you know, how fast can that charge? You know, if you go, you can go 150, 125 to 150 miles on a charge with your trailer and your kids in the back that are poking each other and getting bored and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Steve, pretty soon the state parks are all going to have, have electric vehicle <laughs> gonna chargers at each campsite, right? They're going to have to. Um, so this is from Motor Trend. They charged a 2022 F1 Lightning Lariat from 5 to 100% in only two hours using a fast charging station capable of providing 350 kilowatts per hour of power. Um, and so these chargers charge quick at the start, and then they kind of start tailing off as the battery fills up. So you're best off to kind of stop when it gets to about 80% charge. So 80% of 150 miles is going to get you, what, 120, 115 miles before you have to stop again for another hour and a half and, uh, recharge it again um and so it's just to me um if you want a passenger car electric vehicle buy a passenger car electric vehicle is there gonna be a lot less money and if you're if you lose everything towing it anyways then i don't know i just don't see the purpose but that's my soapbox so now we're going to take a break most people just drive their trucks like cars though that may be true so another little drawback is the price of uh the ford lightning trucks has gone up uh 40 percent since it was introduced so effectively they started off selling a few of them at a loss and now if you're you've been sitting on that waiting list and paid your deposit for it didn't guarantee your price so (laughs) you might want to check up on that get your deposit back so we'll be back after a short break and then we'll get back to callers you're in the shop with the auto guys what the The hardwood the carpeting everything's soaked the pipes must have burst we better call swans if you have water damage call swans clean care and restoration first they work with all major insurance companies and their new infrared thermal imaging technology enables them to detect hidden problems before they cause more damage swans is the water damage experts they even offer ceiling drying for roof leaks so call swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com 
This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the Upside. Serving its members since 1936, WECU has served Whatcom County and the state of Washington for more than 80 years. This fall, WECU announced this year's recipients of their Education First grant program, which supports local groups advancing education in Whatcom County. In total, the program is awarding $110,000 to three local nonprofits, making a positive impact to our community, including the Nooksack Salmon Enhancement Association, Pickford Film Center, and the Bellingham Child Care and Early Learning Center. To find out more about this year's award recipients, visit WECU.com slash education first. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry, located in the Iowa Business Park. Choose from their large jewelry selection or their master jewelers can create the perfect Christmas gift. If you have good news to report, email it to us at the upside at cascaderadiogroup.com. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. I happen to believe that the Bellingham, Whatcom County, uh, the Fraser River Delta, Nooksack, is an enormous healing area. Each weekday at 4 p.m. I'm the old dog. When I walk down railroads, I'm the one who knows who just got here and who didn't. I see them, they're so angry from where they came from, and then through the years, they mellow out because there's a healing energy here. On KGMI 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Welcome back. You're in the shop with the auto guys. Steve from the Panacea here with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. And we've got some callers lined up. We're going to get snow outside. And snowing up here on U Street Hill. Yes. And uh, we've got Roy on the line. Hi, Roy. Thanks for waiting. Yeah. Hello. Good Good morning. Thank you. What can we do for you? Okay. I, I, I drive a 2010 uh, Dodge Caravan and for a uh, uh, medical company. I'm, I'm their driver. And this car, this car has only got about sixty-five thousand miles on it, so it doesn't get, you know, tons and tons of use. Um, so it, it's in looks brand new. So turned the turned the starter on here a couple weeks ago, and it just the starter just turned over and turned over, but it didn't fire. And then I I tried it again, same thing, and it didn't fire. And then then I shut it off for a second, tried it again. Uh, then, it, then it fired good, and and since then, about a week ago, it did it. It just turned over and turned over, and it didn't fire once. Then I I I reset it, redid it. Then it fired the second time. So, uh, what might that be? Well, Roy, it, it, difficult to say for sure. The first thing that jumps to my mind is is your fuel pump is is giving up. Um, Steve's eyes are popping out like he's got a different idea, but no, uh, that's that's I, definitely right uh, right in the top in top two or three things I, that I would be looking at. Yep. So I and we see that we see that it starts once in a while. The 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 fuel pumps and electric motor um, has the armature in there with multiple contacts, and sometimes they'll get a little bit worn, and you'll go to turn the key on, and power won't flow through the electric motor. Cycling in a few times, you get a couple little sparks. The energy starts to flow, um, and and then it'll just kick on. Sometimes uh, a situation like that, somebody will have it towed to the shop, and that vibration of being towed and and kind of moving things around, it'll road vibration again. simulation. Yeah, it gets to the shop, it starts and it works fine. Um, 
But there's some tests we can do to verify whether that's it or not, even if it is working. And, and so we'd be looking towards uh, doing those tests on there. A waveform of the current draw of the fuel pump and yeah. some other things that can tell us if there are some hidden issues even while it's functioning. Yeah. Now, once it once it did start up for you, Roy, was there any uh, warning lights, check engine light, or anything like that on? Uh, no. Okay. No. Yeah, because I was one of the things I was thinking of too on those. It's a relatively common failure would be the crankshaft sensor. Usually not intermittent so much, but. Um, if if you're not getting any lights on after when it's uh, when it does run, I, I'm with Brian. I would probably be leaning towards. Uh, I would definitely be diving into the what what the fuel pressure is, and uh, and then even if it is running, yeah, you, we would put a lab scope on it and see what the waveform coming out of that pump looks like. Um, and then you know, and that pump is actually in the fuel tank, so you got to drop the fuel tank out to in order to to change it. And and on those, we usually like to go with. A, OE or at least OE manufacturer on on those uh, pump modules because um, it's more than it's just a, it's it's going to be a pump and a sender and it's this whole unit that goes down into the into the top of the tank. But that's sure. that's where we'd be that's where I'd be leaning. And and frequently this is a problem that it'll happen once, then a little while later it happens again, and then that frequency between failures um, starts getting shorter and shorter to where eventually it just won't work at all. A lot of times, if they get towed in and they still won't start when we go out there, is that's is best it, case scenario. Is, yeah, and, and then we get uh, you know I I have my guy do it because I don't want to lay on the ground, but lay on the ground with a uh, uh, plastic mallet and uh, or get your foot underneath there and while cranking and it kick the kick the fuel tank a couple times and and uh, if that makes it go then then that's pretty confirming on on those as a, for the most part. So okay, okay, yeah, because I know. Well, this company, when they would would do it, they they would want to put in in, in really really good uh, equipment, you sure. know. Sure. Yep. And uh, it, this 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 has this is on the computer at uh, I'll just say the computer, but at uh, Bellingham Automotive. Mm-hmm. So it's just I'm I'm just wondering I'm just wondering. I guess I'll just play it by ear, but uh, I I hope it can kind of limp up through here for a while and uh, we just use it a couple times a week yeah and um anyway well you, get... you can you can you can call up bellingham automotive and tell them the auto guys said uh, <laughs> to, to let their technician know it would be good to do a, a current draw waveform of that fuel pump to check the uh the condition <laughs> of the internals on that fuel pump to see whether there's a possible hidden problem that'll show up in the appropriate test okay Okay, well, we'll be we'll be in touch with them, and uh, how 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 long will it take to get an appointment? Well, uh, right now I am booking stuff for the first week of January, <laughs> so I don't know what the other shops are at, but I, I'm I'm out there a ways right now. Yeah, we we leave a little bit of room every week for uh, emergency breakdowns for the most critical. For yeah. for general stuff, we're booking out the same range. But but for somebody who's who's broke down, being towed in at your only car, we always we always try do to do our best. Do our best and and try to get them in a little bit quicker. Okay, okay, because like I say, it's uh, this is not my vehicle, and and I I transport patients for this uh, right. medical yeah. clinic. So that and and then <clears throat> so then a couple couple of days a week or even sometimes three it's just it's just sitting there so it's available yeah uh 
But you needed to start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll give uh, I'll get I'll get Bellingham Automotive a call. All right. Thanks for the call, Roy. We're up against oh. a break. You're in the shop with the Auto Guys. We'll be right back. I'm ready for Christmas. The shopping is all done and the gifts are wrapped. What did you get me? Who was that? Me, your house. I was thinking I deserve a gift this year too. What were you thinking? I'm getting older and could use some updates. My heating and cooling systems are getting older, and they're not as efficient. It'd be nice to replace them before they totally fail. That is a good idea. I heard Linden Sheet Metal is having a winter sale. They are a great company. And hey, while you're at it, a cozy fireplace might be nice. And Linden Sheet Metal has those, too. Give your home a gift this Christmas season. We have furnace, air conditioning, and heat pump discounts up to $900 off. Utility rebates up to $1,500, and starting January 1st, there are tax credits up to $2,000, and it doesn't end there. All our showroom fireplaces are 40% off, and new ones are $300 off installation. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. Hey y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are, and if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Welcome back. You're in the shop with the Auto Guys. Steve from the Panacea here with Brian from Dr. John's, and it's snowing good up here on U Street Hill. And uh, we're going to try to get a couple more calls in. We have Patricia on. Hi, Patricia. Hi. Thanks for your patience. What can we do for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I drive a 2000 CRV okay. with uh, with lots of miles, over 230, and um, I need a transmission shop. Do you guys recommend anybody? Yeah, we I recommend Barrett Transmission. Um, they're down on Barrett. they're down on Kentucky and Valencia, not too far from Brian's place at Doctor John's, but down at the other end, uh, other end of the uh, RV camp there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, yeah, though they they do good work and and uh, yeah, always been happy with with what I've got from them. What's going on with your transmission? Well, when I step on the gas, the tack doesn't move, and I don't go anywhere. Um, but if I keep my foot on the gas, I eventually go. Okay. Well, but now uh, I'm not a able to really get sluggish and hesitation. Well, a lot sluggish. Like last <laughs> night, I almost didn't get up my hill. <laughs> Does it feel like it's maybe starting off in high gear instead of in a lower gear? Uh, that's a good question. Um, no, it just feels like it doesn't shift. Okay. When I, and then eventually when I feel like I'm like in the 20, 30 mile an hour, then it feels fine. And okay. it's intermittent, too. Yeah. It's so, not all the time. So do you have a check engine light or any warning lights on the dash? Yep. Of, of, yep. Okay. So. Yep. 
This this yep. is a situation when, and for the other listeners out there, when you start having a transmission problem like this, you have warning lights on, the car still gets around, it has some mobility, you do not want to wait to get it checked right. out and, and fixed. Yep. So the, the risk of doing internal damage when you might have an external, relatively inexpensive part failure versus something inside, you know, the transmission, 200,000 miles, it's yeah. worn. It's worn. Yeah. But but we'll have those come in. They'll have uh, have electrical codes um, for solenoids that are mounted externally on that transmission. Yeah. And and they're shift solenoids. And sometimes they come single. Sometimes they comes in pairs. Sometimes they come in sets of three in in one module. They bolt on and they plug in. They're not necessarily inexpensive. They might take a bit of labor. A lot less than a transmission, though. A whole lot less. <laughs> but if you keep pushing that thing when it's not in the right gear, it's slipping, one of these solenoids is malfunctioning, the risk of pushing that old transmission over the edge is pretty high. Um, yeah. And, and for me, I'd rather bolt that few hundred dollar, you know, under $1,000 solenoid repair on there than start talking multiple thousands to, to pull and rebuild the transmission. So, uh yeah, give Barrett a call, and okay. uh, I would try to avoid using that vehicle until you can get a check yes, out. Yes, I will. I will right. from now on, because last night was pretty rough yeah. when trying to get up my hills, and I think uh, I need to stop. All right. Well, Good thanks call. for the call, right. Patricia. Thank you. All Bye. right. We have the our last sticky note is John, and I think we might have time for him. Hey, John, what can we do for you? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I have a uh, 2000 Avalon. Uh, runs, runs fine. And uh, started about four months ago. I would first thing in the morning when I started, turn the key. There's nothing, and I, I didn't wasn't even paying attention. I just turned the key back and turned it on, and <clears throat> started immediately as as normal. And during the day, it starts it started fine. And it's it, 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 basically the problem is, and it's kind of increased in frequency. Um, where now most mornings it does it. So so where I'll turn the key. We're, we're, Nothing. Gonna get, we're gonna get we're gonna get short on time here, John. But you oh. know, we started this show with Sherry with the 2003 Solara. I heard that. It didn't sound <laughs> like her problem, though. It, it didn't. My, but but your problem sounds exactly like what Steve was talking about. Yeah, with the oh. starter, the contacts in the starter. Oftentimes, when they when they start to go, you'll come out one day and it, it won't go, and then you hit it again and it goes, and then. You know, a week from now, you have to hit it two or three times and it goes. Or, you know, every time you come out to it, it doesn't go the first time, and but it does go the second time. Um, that's, that's you know, kind of the stereotypical, the contacts in the starter are getting worn out, the plunger's getting worn out. And, uh, yeah, the, and, right. and it would be, you know, if it does it often enough and you brought it into a shop, pretty quick, easy diagnostic to, to, to verify whether or not it's in the starter and then, yeah, like I say, um, if it doesn't have a ton of miles on it, a contact and plunger kit can fix that. Um, otherwise, you might need to put a whole starter in it. Um, and on those, the starters are not cheap, which is why I oftentimes we'll do a plunger contact kit yeah. on them. And, and right. eventually they get to the point it won't start. And you don't want to be stuck in the Home Depot parking lot <laughs> in Mount Vernon with your six-month-old kid in the seat when you break down like that, like I did 25 <laughs> years ago in a, in a car right. that had bad right. contacts in it. Yeah. Um, it, now, it only does it the first start of the day. The rest of the day, it's fine. So that first start, your battery has been sitting there. It loses a bit of charge as as the, as the it sits overnight, which is normal. It's just not, you know, 110% like it is when you turn it off. 
And when that battery voltage is a little bit low, that problem is more likely to occur. This is why when people have this issue, they start having somebody jumpstart them. And it works great because it has that extra boost in voltage. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it does it more in the morning. All right. Well, we're at the end of the show. Okay. We appreciate Thanks. all these callers today. Uh, you've been in the shop. Have a great Christmas. See you next time.